This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unboxed. We've got the full crew back this time, so so we've got myself, Joe Humphrey, and I'm joined by Gabriel Bringers. Hello. And Robbie Payne. What's up? So last week, it was just Robbie and I, and we just got to set and ramble for what we thought was going to be a short podcast, but it, it was it was not. I'm done saying it's going to be a short it's podcast. It's not, yeah. We I just, actually said it before this one, but I... I re- I redact that. <laughs> redact that statement. I'm not saying it. I leave for <laughs> I a week, and that's what happens. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So we've got the full crew back. So we're gonna we're gonna talk through some of the news of the week, some of the things we've been talking about around the office. So first and foremost, I want to talk about. I, mean, I feel like we talk about this all the time. We t- we talk about the Pixel Book Two. I feel like we've talked about it in like every other episode. But we have some higher end storage getting removed from. Atlas, the baseboard, which we presume is maybe the Pixel Book 2. Yeah, so that's the grain of salt we have to start with and realize that we've been tracking Atlas as long as we were tracking Nocturne, which was the Pixel Slate. Uh, they were developed right next to each other, shared this like pseudo baseboard, yeah, Krabby, Krabby Lake. Lake. Um, so they shared a lot in common. So it was very easy to draw the conclusions that. Atlas was either going to, we, we initially thought, and I still hold to the fact that they, they were going to do it and then they decided not to or right. something that that was going to be just an updated pixel book. And then they were going to drop the pixel slate and probably in a meeting or something, someone said, Hey, we probably don't need to put both of these out there at the same time. If we want to push forward with tablets and this is what we're going to do, let's put out this, you know, half thought out tablet thing called the pixel slate and that instead because that makes more sense than the product category that's actually gaining momentum <clears throat> Anywho, anyway they googled, it. they googled it up yeah they googled all over then it. let's stop taking making tablets right yeah, yeah i mean it was it. it was a huge misstep obviously and if they could go back and change it maybe they would have but atlas has continued to get updates and changes and we we keep tracking this device whatever it is um, through all of its ups and downs, and it leaked in bug reports not too long ago. At least the baseboard, of, it looked like it's it was probably, probably on a shelf at Walmart somewhere. <laughs> you said at this that. point, I mean, it's been in development way longer yeah, than we're, any we're Chromebook. We've moved on to Pixelbook 3. Right. It's almost <laughs> like they're just going to skip it or something. I don't know. It's real bizarre. Um, 
But we came across some commits that make it quite clear that NVMe uh, will no longer be a part of Atlas's roadmap. So they're they're not only just not going to ship Atlas, whatever Atlas is, with NVMe, which is a higher level storage, um, faster, more expensive, just better storage. Which which we um, saw on the original. So Pixel. the original Pixel had one model with it. So the upper level, the big sixteen hundred dollar monster you could get with NVMe storage, sixteen gigs of RAM and Core i seven and all that kind of stuff. So obviously it's it's for top tier stuff. Um, and we tracked everything, right? I mean, it, we saw it for the Pixel Slate. Like, it yeah. was clearly it there. Was they there. built it all mm-hmm. in, and they just didn't ship um, for whatever reason there. So, so, so the Slate, you're saying the Slate did the have... The Slate had all the code in place okay. to have NVMe. They just right. didn't. But, I mean, it. it's also a tablet, so, you know, embedded thought, storage makes more sense. It's just we thought it was going to have the NVMe, but it didn't. So. Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't turn and, like take put code in there that removed the option to have it so it was still like it was an option they just chose not to take that option right. with atlas we found clear code that says it's it's gone like we're not putting nvme into atlas and so i think that informs at least a few opinions about some things yeah i mean my thought is because google's always with their devices gone the route of the best overkill honestly i mean a lot of the stuff they offered in the i7 pixel book nobody's ever really going to use unless you're just a hardcore developer uh, but they did it because they could and it you know they were all just like with the nexus line they set the bar for for other oems to make devices and things like that just saying hey this is what we can make you know um but this is kind of different removing that and some of the things that we've seen kind of makes me feel i keep going back to the pixel 3a that that robbie talked about a a few weeks ago i'm starting to get the feeling that maybe google has said okay we've got oems on board with making flagship devices because every major oem has a current generation kb lake eighth gen they're making other ones where are you samsung yeah we're okay. waiting. Sans Samsung. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Um, they were content with the Plus V2, which yeah, is yeah. the M3 version. It was yeah. pretty decent. It's yeah. good. Yeah, Good device. But I, it's starting to feel like maybe they're going to take that same direction with the Pixel Book that they took with the Pixel phone, and maybe they're going to say, hey, we're going to make a Chromebook that's still way better than the average device you can go down to the store and pick up it's still going to be made by google it's going to have the google aesthetics the look the feel and some nice options but we're not worried about maxing this thing out anymore because google really is whether they're fully committed to hardware or not they're really pushing for the enterprise sector and stuff like that they want these companies that have thousands of devices for those devices to be chromebooks Mm -hmm. and if they can be moderately priced pixel books and google can turn a dime on them why not well it's funny too like the the same strategy played out with surface devices from microsoft so microsoft comes out with a surface they did two so you they did originally if you remember all the way back they did the surface pro and Mm -hmm. then the surface and the surface was arm powered windows rt failed so hard window window. I mean, it, it, yeah <laughs> nobody even knows what that is anymore but it was the arm-based windows that's similar to what is it windows light now or yeah, windows s and the s s is gone it's light who knows whatever core yeah windows core windows core so that's what it is so it can run arm stuff they're doing it emulated now this was windows compiled completely on an arm chip before 
did not take off at all because you you buy Windows because you want to be able to run whatever the heck you want to run. Like right. that's the point of having a Windows machine. You put up with all the cruft and all the garbage because you don't want to be told no when you go grab your executable file. Right, because I've got this one app that I have to have, right, and right. it's an executable. Right. So they went with that route. Obviously, the ARM thing fell off, and the the an original Pro was expensive. I went and got it because I was still chasing that whole, like, ooh, it's a tablet and a, and a uh, laptop. It can do both things. It was a terrible device. It was thick and terrible battery life and it just wasn't good at being a tablet at all and it was only okay at being a, a laptop that should have been like the initial thing to make me stop chasing that whole fiasco <laughs> and it how didn't long, even how work long, how long ago was that robbie oh man what are they on the yeah. surface they're on the six they're coming out with the seven gen yeah, so wow. seven eight years yeah, this has been a long <laughs> been a long time. <laughs> that I finally, if you've listened to this podcast and watched my videos, you realize I've I've finally talked myself off of that uh, whole it, idea. It, I only, just, it only took six years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I've tried every variation of making a tablet my thing, um, and I don't even know why. I don't, that's a whole different discussion. Anyway, so so Microsoft <laughs> Listen attempted to our this. podcast from last week for yeah. for Robbie's <laughs> yeah. rant. You want on, me to go full uh, in on tablets? That. Um, but if you uh, if you look at Microsoft's kind of trajectory with this. They stayed in the upper tier for a while as far as pricing went. And a lot of people speculated they did that so that they wouldn't come in and interrupt a bunch of uh, relationships they mm -hmm. had with hardware partners. Google's kind of in that same boat. So if they, right now, um, across the board in general, most people couldn't name a particular model of Chromebook. If you said, hey, just name me three Chromebook. Like, give me the actual model of them. Most people would be like, oh, uh, but they could probably tell you a Pixelbook. A lot yeah. of people would be like, ah, Pixelbook, I've seen that. Yeah. And so what then happens is a lot of people's perception then of the best Chromebook you can buy is a Pixelbook. And I would argue that's in a lot of ways still the case. It's still, it's still almost the best Chromebook, maybe not for every person now, uh, but in general, just overall, you know, if you take all the pieces Design together, and gosh, all that, it's absolutely. just so yeah. good. It's yeah. such a good piece of hardware. And I wonder a little bit, like it did what it needed to do. What Gabe mentioned earlier, it upped everyone's game. Like, the Chromebook market changed fundamentally because of the Pixelbook. The, the devices we have now are nothing like what we had back in the day. Somebody commented on uh, the Point 2 review. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But they commented, uh, you know, it's ridiculous that people have to talk about, uh, you know, price brackets for Chromebooks these days and, and all this kind of stuff. They, they used to all be under $300. Yeah, and they used to all be turds. I mean, they were terrible pieces of machine. Like, they were fully plastic. They were leftover garbage from Windows bins. There was an HP that was made that actually had this dimple thing on it that they used on their Windows devices at one point in time. It was clearly a recycled Windows <laughs> laptop that they slapped Chrome OS on. And yeah, it was less than $300, but it was $300 worth of garbage. It was, it right. was a terrible machine. So don't give me that garbage argument that all Chromebooks should be cheap. No, hardware costs money. Right. And it costs and money to develop and engineer right. and so google is is has seen that and they've not been unapologetic at building hardware that's expensive yep. i mean all of their chromebooks i mean maybe not all their hardware necessarily because they've they've figured some of this stuff out google home they figured out hey we want to get mass market appeal guess what put out a 50 dollars google home mini and the thing blew up yeah I mean, it just went crazy totally oh, different target yeah right absolutely. i mean it's just different and it does the same things just not as well and mm -hmm. so 
I think they're figuring this out possibly with Chromebooks too. Like they've set this bar really high with both Chromebook pixels with the pixel book and the pixel slate. And, and though I, I rag on it all the time, you know, but it's a really nice device. Like the, the slate's nice. It's well built. It's Thank very you. pretty. You Thank know, you. I know I need to tell it it's pretty every once in a while. It's okay. We'll, we'll edit that well. out in post. <laughs> I, I, I love, I, I love the slate. Yeah. And, and there's, there's things, don't get me wrong. There's stuff I, I do love about the slate. I just, I think Google could have done a few things to make it fantastic versus what it, what it delivered on. Totally. But it doesn't change the fact that it was expensive mm-hmm. and they put a lot of engineering and time and money and all that kind of stuff into it. Like you don't get devices like the pixel book and it's keyframe and it's build quality and the way it's light and the way it looks and it's coming up on two years old and still looks like something that was built yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get that stuff by paying pennies for engineers. You pay top dollar for engineers. So Google and Microsoft have both done this. They've both done this trajectory, but guess what Microsoft's beginning to finally do? It's almost like now that they've let everybody catch up to the vision, everybody's in on the game. Every, I mean, there's HP, Dell, Asus are making fantastic Windows laptops. Oh, yeah. Same thing's happening with Chromebooks. We're getting these very nice Chromebooks. That's why the Pixelbook isn't the best Chromebook for everyone anymore because and if you want a high-res big screen, well, that Lenovo 4K that went on sale this week, that, that's a better device for you because it checks a lot of the same boxes. And so I, I hope, I hope that Google is learning from all of this and like kind of seeing the way the market works and going, you know what, we're ready for Google-made Chromebooks, not just Chromebooks, but Google-made Chromebooks to make a bigger splash in the market. And perhaps they, they pull back with Atlas and decide, you know what, this isn't right what we're doing. We need to kind of change direction and make a successor to the Pixelbook that's more for everyone, not just for the people that want to spend a ton of money on a Chromebook because they're still not to the point where everyone's on board of going, that can be my one computer. That can be my only computing device. Right. More people do that than they used to, than way more than what when the first Pixelbook came out. That That's changed a lot since then. But it's still, we're still not to the point where they can just be like, put out the hardware and the people will come. Eh, not yet. You need to go get them. You're not you Apple. To, not right. Apple yet. <laughs> right. You need to go prove to them that this can be their one and only thing. And you're not going to do that with a $1,000 base model piece of equipment. You're only going to get the people that are enthusiasts and that are willing to take a risk or, you know, that kind of thing. Like you put out something that's four or $500 and still okay. has a lot right. of that. It's, it's the pixel three A effect. I yeah. Mean, it's, and that's the cool thing is that it, they're now in a place where they very well could be reverse engineering it. And for the pixel book fans, that's, that's sad news. Cause we're and that, us included. We've been sitting around waiting for this thing. Wanting it. We've anticipated it. We've expected it But for the Chrome OS market in general it could be great news if this is what's happening. Right. Uh, and let's not forget the fact that, I mean, unless we're missing it somehow in the repositories, I don't think this is necessarily it, but I, who knows? Like it's gotten so convoluted in the repositories. Now it's so hard to find things the way we used to, but they could make two levels, you know, just like they do with the pixel phones, just like they do with home products. There could be, Hey, here's the successor to the pixel book. And it's basically the pixel book with a new gutted interior and edge to edge screen. Plus, yeah. Pro you know, plus. Then right. they go to the next it's that, generation that model. And then they come out with Celeron, one that's Pentium, whatever, you know, aluminum and plastic and a little lower res screen, maybe 1080p or something. Well, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up here, but you know, they, they could do that and, and go with an arm processor or something in it and, and allow two price points. They're both pixel book 
You know, there's Pixelbook and Pixelbook A. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Please don't. don't. Pixelbooka. Please don't. Please don't take that, Google. Yeah, don't. That was not a a suggestion. Anyone is listening, please don't. That wasn't a suggestion. And I don't know that any of that's true. I don't know. They could just be like, we're done with the top tier. A, we don't sell much of them. And it's just not making us competitive. And we don't need to. Like, there. Other OEMs are showing us that you don't need to spend a thousand dollars to get a very, very nice Chromebook. Right. I mean, five to six hundred dollars seems to be the sweet spot for if you if you take those big guys out. And again, I'm not talking about tricking out a Chromebook up to an i7 and 16 gigs of RAM and a terabyte of SSD storage. I, I'm talking about what you need for a Chromebook. You know, eight gigs of RAM, a Core M3, a Core i5, or something, or heck, some of these Snapdragon processors mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, good enough processing. Enough RAM to, to future proof you a little bit, decent amount of storage, you know, but then good stuff on the exterior, a good keyframe, a nice glass trackpad, quality screen, quality build quality. Like, I think all of that stuff can go together for five or $600. We've seen it. I oh, mean, yeah. Asus has done that. The C434 is that. I mean, it absolutely is that in spades. It's not perfect for everybody, but they could have changed a couple things on it and they would have been. Like for me, I think approaching almost like peak Chromebook already. Yeah. You know, um, and glass trackpad and, yeah, and any a little the, bit brighter screen. I any think any of the I mean, other Core i eighth gen you can get for under five hundred bucks any day of the week. I know. Seriously. Uh, so I mean, we're already seeing like this is possible. Why wouldn't Google kind of jump into it? And maybe for years they've not wanted to. They don't want to disrupt that kind of thing. But everybody feels like they've got their feet now, and it's competitive and they're everyone's doing their thing i think it's time for google to jump back in and actually be competitive in this now so so you kind of threw out a couple prices there but what this kind of mid-range is that what we would consider this i call it mid-range so, people get on me for yeah. saying that this is mid-range but it's mid-range when you look at so, so the you're prices saying like of five, laptops 500 if you buy a nice laptop right now uh-huh. macbook or windows machine you're gonna spend over a thousand dollars yeah, easily. And people are like, well, you can get for $400, you can get this. Yeah, you're going to get a spinning hard drive. You're going to get a TN panel that looks terrible off angle. You're going to get a lot of plastic. The yes, battery is going to be buy a Windows machine. in three months. Yeah, you can buy a Windows machine with those things for that much money, but you're not going to enjoy using it. We've right. got one over at our co working space. Hot garbage. It's like a year and a half or two years old, and it is awful and it barely it has anything on it like it nobody even uses it yeah it. it wasn't good out of the box no it <laughs> was terrible that, the I day set up. that thing up and it was like oh yeah, boy. like once every three Here months i'll have to open it to use oh, something for adobe yeah. and it takes 30 yeah. minutes to start up and, and I, load i can't remember i, I want to say oh man i think we paid 400 yeah it was 400 and so that. yeah I, so I, I don't buy that whole argument when right. people are like well you can get this like if you look at a stat sheet it's different than actually Using it, using and, what those and, and the, handling it right. Those mm-hmm. things go together to actually equal. Yeah, some my sort of Acer user fourteen that's three years old. I can turn it on right now. It starts up and it's usable in ten seconds, mm-hmm. easily. Yep. So yep. yeah, I mean that. So so when I say mid range, I mean mid range for computers, <laughs> all computers. Um, when we talk about Chromebooks, I would say six to seven hundred dollars. Technically, if you take out, again, there's certain tricked out ones and yeah. then there's the Google models. We kind of take those out of the discussion uh, as, as just long shots. Then, yeah, six or $700 is top end, I guess, is what we would start calling it. So uh, that makes it, you know, these sales that happen all the time for four and 450 
for a lot of these Chromebooks, almost all of them drop down to that price at some point or another. Right. I mean, check back in a week, and I guarantee you, one yeah, of them the will Dell be on sale. The Dell is 440 right now. Right, so, and it's yeah. a great machine. I mean, all of them are. But I bet if you compared two years ago to today, the average price of a Chromebook on Amazon, right, right now, your average price is in that four to four. 450 yeah. range yep. i guarantee but, it. but the but devices are so much better than what way they were. better because so i'll better. put my 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 spin is what 700 i mean it's 800 new but yeah retail you can get it for 700 on uh amazon i would put it up against any linux device i mean it runs linux apps like a champ it never has a problem it's i5 it's got eight gigs of ram and it's worth every penny you know yep. yeah yeah I, I think i think this the the consumer perception of a chromebook like you said is that they they started out and they were a little bit cheaper and but they were garbage materials leftover materials and so now it's like we have these really good and it and it'll change and i think maybe google's seeing that change and anticipating some of this and and that's the point because when did the three the pixel 3a come out so it has been two months ago yeah two two months months ago okay i just saw a new article yesterday about the pixel 3a and about how it's changed the perspective of the phone market I mean, mm-hmm. because people now are thinking, I don't need a thousand dollar phone. I don't. And maybe Google's latched onto that and said, Hey, we hey, can we'll make Chromebooks with the same attitude. Reverse engineer sure. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And imagine if just like with the Pixel three A, it's now in carriers too. So that was really neat to be over in Germany and be walking through German malls and like what are their carriers like O uh, two and E. Um, and then there's one other I can't remember, but all of them walking through, they all had a big white stand pixel you know and they had their whole so it's you walk into that store and you see pixel um and that just wasn't a thing before and so now that they're they've decided to make something that's that they're going to actually be aggressive at marketing and knowing that part of that is getting into carriers hands so let's do that instead of just being like man we're not going to do that so what does it mean then to sell a computer that has broader mass appeal. Well, it means making sure that you have like some of the best buys Remember, in like, I think it was in New York. We saw like the pixel book and pixel slate on the end cap, Mm -hmm. but making sure that every best buy has whatever this new pixel book is. Your pixel book lineup is there. Every Walmart has pixel book lines targets like these places that you've been just kind of like, well, we'll try to get in there. No, you get in there and you make sure you get in front of people because then once they see it, they realize it and they understand there's a bargain here and it's something good to buy. And they go after it. And we've talked a lot now off of one commit that says they're not going to have NVMe in, in Atlas. And so we don't know for sure that this is what Google's doing. But it sure makes a lot of sense yeah. that if, if they're not doing this, if they want the Pixelbook line or whatever they end up calling the Google-made Chromebooks, it seems like they're going to stick with Pixelbook. If they're going to stick with the Pixelbook line, they want that lineup to be something that has staying power. Like this is the way they have to go about doing it. it. The time is ripe right now for them to figure out how to bring the price down and make this the best Chromebook for most people. Yeah. So let's uh, let's switch gears here. Let's talk about um, some other new Chromebooks coming. Um, so for like we we've been talking about Atlas, and so for those of you that might be listening that have no idea what some of this is, so the Atlas is is a baseboard. We've anticipated that it's a made by Google device and there's all sorts of reasons we won't go into that but then you have other baseboards out there that are being developed and being built one of which is Hatch and Gabe you uh, just put out an article last week talking about Hatch 
uh, hatching some more. Yeah, hatching <laughs> other devices. I don't. Yeah, that was bad. I think that was bad. I'm I think sorry. Uh, that was bad. Robbie may have discovered it initially. Hatches the next generation um, Comet Lake Comet Lake device. So you're what talking, is Comet Lake? Is it Comet Lake or Whiskey Lake? It's Comet. Comet Lake. Okay. Yeah, ninth, so, so ninth generation ninth Intel gen. chips. So Ice Lake is the 10 nanometer that Intel's been promising for a couple of years now, and we'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes, but. Comet Lake is ninth gen also, so it's essentially the next generation of what we have now in devices like the Acer Spin 13, the Lenovo Yoga, the Dell, the HP um, X360 14. So this will be the, should be the next line of premium devices. Hatch is the baseboard and we discovered it uh, at last end of last year sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from that sprung uh, another device named Koaku, which I'm 99.99% sure will be Samsung's next flagship because it lines right up with a two-year release cycle. Uh, it, we should it see is it. It is time. Yeah, I, I'm going to bet a cup of coffee in Vegas next January that we'll see it there. Uh, I mean, I'll probably buy it. That doesn't it. cost just, much because coffee in Vegas is terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's going to be a affair. cup of uh, Pike's Place. <sighs> that we're not I'm not going to pay for anyways Blonde Americano d- there you go <laughs> at the airport hey we got fanboyed at the airport remember that was that New York I can't remember anyways moving on uh, Helios and Kindred are two new hatch based devices so uh, don't really know a whole lot about them but it's pretty exciting that we already have three ninth gen devices because we've said this before two three years ago Chrome OS was one sometimes two generations behind on mm-hmm. processors and now we're seeing manufacturers produce new premium chromebooks that are competitive with windows devices yeah, and from from what we can tell i mean technically it depends on, i don't know if hatch is going to be a device or not yeah like, it's probably there's enough be commits the... hitting it that it could be but like was not did nami ever become a device i don't think so so, okay, so, so yeah, Na- NAMI is, is the NAMI. baseboard for all of the current devices we just mentioned, the SPIN, the HP. And they, they refer to these as unibuilds now, which means NAMI is the is the foundation of those. They're all built off of NAMI, but then they all have their own code name too. So And that and that's why a lot of them share some like a lot, a port lot, of, a lot of similarities, yeah. ports and all that yeah, sort of absolutely. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the uh, sorry, I'm trying to think through this. So the Asus the 434 is Ramus, but it was not. It's not a Nami. No, because it is. It was something else. Sorry to put you on the spot, but it's Shivana. Ramus is the baseboard. That's but right. It was the M series of processors. I'm oh, that's sure. right. Yeah, because most I think all of all of the Nami ones are U series, which means they're fanned, more powerful, right? Desktop so the, class type things. Yeah, right, that's exactly. probably right. Um, anyway, so we really think it, it's starting to feel like Hatch and all of its things that are coming from it will be kind of the NAMI of 2019. So right. at the end of 2018, we just started seeing this slew of like, wow, that's a really good device. Ooh, look at that one. That's a really good device. Wow, look at this one. It's Huh, these are all kind of similar. And once we got our hands on them, it's like, oh, yeah, these are this is just NAMI all, you know, in different packaging. And that's fantastic because that's what happens in Windows machines, too. I mean, it's they may not be using the exact same baseboard between different manufacturers, but in general, you kind of, everybody kind of comes with their, you know, guns blazing for whatever is new this year. And, and so it looks like we're already kind of lining up the troops basically for a fall rollout, not to forget that, uh, the Qualcomm Snapdragon fleet of devices is supposed to be coming sometime in the second half of this year as well. Yeah. And in the mix of, 
all the tablet google tablet stuff you all talked about last week we we might see another we might see the next pixel book this fall and it's google they might well, produce it, a gomet lake device who knows they did say in those odd comments that happen with the the whole tablet thing like that was such a oddly bungled announcement but in the middle of those the spokesperson did say that it's likely we'll see another piece of chrome os google right. hardware uh in 2019 so i mean they let on enough for us to be like okay yeah i mean at the google event this year there's going to be something um we just don't know exactly what that's going to be yeah. so yeah the fall is gearing up to be um pretty insane honestly yeah. so I don't, I don't know if asus asus hasn't stayed on the bandwagon with the whole mm-hmm. u-series devices and they just released the 434 so we might see something from them at the end of the year. They usually announce right before CES, yeah. uh, but don't know if they're going to have anything or yeah, not. I could see them sitting out this this round because, yeah. I mean, they basically waited through all of those NAMI devices. Right. Because so the NAMI devices started yeah. coming out. Like, we got our hands on the first ones of those at Asus or Acer's event, not this year, but in 2018, mm-hmm. back right. in the spring of 2018. So we got our hands. It was completely broken. Like it didn't work at all yeah. and didn't end up releasing until early, early fall, late summer. But I mean, that, that tells you like those devices were being thought about that early in mm-hmm. the, in the sequence. And I think they probably learned their, their lesson there too, of not putting stuff out that early because right. people were really scratching for it and they didn't deliver. Like I think Lenovo and Dell had already come out with theirs, their NAMI variants. And people are like, what the heck? You know, what's going on with Acer? Yeah. And why, why hasn't this thing come out? And so. Yeah, uh, they were a little behind. Um, I mean, technically speaking, I, I got an email from someone at Acer saying through their commercial channels it was released when it was supposed to. But yeah, it was a little bit behind all the other guys. But it's still my favorite device out of the bunch, too. So. That's saying something. Yeah. So lots of lots of new Chromebooks. I love it. I love it. They're this coming. whole this whole They're coming. first half. Is oh just yeah, and those new are just those man. are just de- the 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 big hitters. You've got it's the Gemini. ones we know about. Yeah. Right? You, we, there's still tons of Gemini Lake uh, coming down the line. Uh, what else? All yeah, kind. the Gemini Lake devices that'll come out uh, probably soon. Uh, they'll probably start hitting some usually mid late summer. Yeah, I mean they're they're they're, they're all over the place because they're educational, so they try to get them out during the summer when people budgets. are making their budgets. Mm-hmm. But we'll see the we'll see the Walmart devices and some of these Gemini like processors have enough power to be in you know kind of flagshipy devices too. We've seen stuff like what's that? What's the Acer fifteen have? Uh, your wife's got one. Is it the yeah that five thousand? She's got the N forty two forty two hundred. The Gemini like version of that is, is the, the five thousand. So N- you've got that, and those are the ones that are targeted square at consumers because they're three fifty four hundred dollars, but you get decent enough power to do what you want. But they can they can kind of splurge on the accessories too. You know, you've yeah. got a nice metal body and right. pins and touch screens and stuff like that. Because the fifteens, it's a nice Chromebook. Well, right? And the uh, the uh, 512 that we have in yeah. there that from from acer it's got a three by two it's a lower resolution screen but it's decently bright it's got great viewing angles oh. it's convertible it's got a pen you know it's got all those things it's got that n5000 eight gigs of ram and man it it scoots like Don't it forget, has no issue you've got along. more amds coming too amd yeah, so, so got, at some point <laughs> this year or next year you'll have the uh, the the amds that we've really wanted not the, yeah. not these low powered ones the ones that are can comp- compete with the core i3s and yep. stuff like that so that's a big deal too yeah it's gonna and be, then all of that coming with stadia and and yeah. you guys will never hear from us we, again yeah, we, so we, the second <laughs> half of this year is gonna be nuts it's gonna be nuts man 
<laughs> Can't wait. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, folks. We had to. We had to work in Stadia somehow. <laughs> we, we were, there was Stadia. No, there, there was no Stadia news, but we're just still excited. All right, folks. We're gonna take a quick break, and uh, we're gonna come back. Come back. Come back. We, we've been talking a lot. I, I can't speak anymore. Uh, we're gonna come back and talk through a couple other things. So uh, we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord. N-O-R-D. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back. And one quick thing we want to talk about that kind of segues on some of the baseboards and new devices that are coming out and some of the um, development that's happening in the Chrome OS world is Ice Lake. So you guys tell folks what these names are so weird. I yeah, love them though. I, 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 like, Chris, I like Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Lake. Jason. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of yeah. Intel or their naming structure yeah. or well, they don't even know. I mean, uh, yeah. So anyway. Ice Lake. Ice Lake is tenth generation, right? Is, is it tenth or ninth? I don't. know. I had it pulled up here a second. I'm pretty ago. sure it's tenth gen. It's but it 10 nanometer process, which right. we have yet to see in a Chromebook. And I think there's only like two devices on the market, Windows devices, maybe. That even use yeah. it. Yeah. So anyways, Intel's been working on 10 nanometer forever. Uh, it's been pushed back and pushed back. It was supposed to be 7th gen, then 8th gen, then whatever. Uh, commit came up the other day saying that Chrome OS is not pursuing Ice Lake. So if you were holding out hope for a Ice Lake or a 10 nanometer, I don't know why you would be. If you were holding out for that this year, it's not going to happen. You'll have to wait till 11th generation, which will be Foggy Lake or, I don't know, <laughs> Muddy Lake. Crispy Lake. Muddy Waters. Crispy, Crispy Lake. Uh, Fire Lake. Maybe they'll move past Lake. I don't know. Like they, they got, yeah. They've been on Lake for a while, though. It's everything Lake yeah. for everything. So. <laughs> what I happened to it. Coffee Lake? Coffee I don't Lake. Know. It's in there. I wanted it. It's Whiskey uh, Lake. Whiskey and, Lake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it, hopefully, this is going to be a smart move in the end by Google because they jumped on and were all about some Sky Lake when Sky Lake first came right. out. So Sky Lake right. was a pretty, rap, a pretty massive departure from Broadwell, which came before it. It was a big, like, Boom, we're here on Skylake. It's the next and step. Skylake was terrible. And that probably explains why, because for those of you poor fans who have an Asus 302 or a Samsung or, Pro, HP, yeah, yep, you yep. know you don't have Linux apps. And I'm sorry to tell you, you may never have Linux apps. Skylake was the first generation of the Skylake architecture which the KB Lake chips are built off of, but right. obviously they've improved like them. they just fix stuff as they've gone. Ice Lake uses the new Sunny Cove architecture. Mm, so yep. Google or the Chromium developers probably said, hot potato, I don't want yeah, it. Yeah, we're not doing the we'll first wait. one. You know, growing up, I, my mom was into cars growing up, and she always said, you never buy a car the first, first year it comes out. Nope. Same same concept. Yep. It's <laughs> yeah. it, it's same. I mean, it is. And yeah. it's so true. we Sky tip Lake. our hat. We don't want it. Keep yeah. it. Yeah. Sky, Sky Lake was a... Uh, a hot mess 
um, in a lot of ways. Remember, there was overheating issues with the Pro. I mean, we bought a heat gun to try to just, you know, because it, it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be. But it got hot. You know, yeah, it got, it got really warm. Warmer Zero than report, reports of anyone bursting into flames while no, using no it. No, no one caught but fire. Yes, no one got burned. It was uncomfortably warm when you were using it. But, right. So, I mean, yeah. there, there were just a lot of things they tried to do with it that it wasn't ready to do. And so... I, I could very well see Google saying, you know what? We're going to sit this one out. We'll just wait to you. Y'all take those trash cans and fix them up. Hard we'll, pass. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll take the next one. And we'll have to figure out all the kinks. And, oh, by the way, Intel just keeps having security issues, too. So there's also all these AMD chips and, and you got MediaTek and Qualcomm showing up. So I could easily see Google slowly but surely transitioning over to more and more, you know, incentivizing Chromebooks being made with those chips. Right, because, because how they awesome, don't keep yeah, how awesome is it to have a, a fanned Chromebook that has all these cores and threads and you can't use them because they're turned off because <laughs> security of Intel's security issues. Yeesh. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't I wouldn't so, be sad so, if they move slowly right. start moving so, away. So from just Intel because too. just because you know the Chrome OS developers have said we're not going to build on this that does not at all mean that that chromebooks aren't going to keep progressing and we're no, not going to no, keep seeing all these all. other no, no, great no. new chromebooks just, like there's there's still so there's much a lot of processors honestly like we just mentioned a bunch what coffee lake uh cannon I guess, lake well, yeah cannon lake got nerfed uh, it was very short-lived so, I mean, yeah, there, coffee there, lake whiskey there other ones too, whiskey but. lake's the big one that's the one i'm more looking forward to it has built-in thunderbolt support built-in lte support it's supposed to have some sort of better support for all the different assistants cortana oh yeah uh, that's right Assistant, kind of like a core that does that yeah, stuff. Which so, is the one that has the, is it KB Lake R or G or something? G, yeah, has, has the, the AMD graphics on it. Yeah. And so, like, we haven't had a Chromebook with that one either. So, like, yeah, you can read this stuff and go, yeah, they skip processor generations and whole processor groups all the time. It's not like there's a Chromebook for every single right, release exactly. that Intel's made. It's just not the case. So. Yeah. No yeah. big deal. Yep. So uh, speaking of updates to Chrome, uh, the Chrome OS 75, they're, they're, they called this one officially M75. So Gabe, you've got yeah. some, you've got some uh, info it's on this. It's for Mr. Yeah, Mr. 75. 75. It's unusual. I mean, it's not unusual for us. We, we're in the repositories all the time, and they reference these releases by M or R. If it's R, it's a, it's a release build that's, that's moving up the ladder. When it becomes an official release to the stable channel, it's, it's M. This is the first time they've ever referenced it as that in the release notes. So they they refer to it as stable. <laughs> It'd be funny if it do was you, just an accident. Yeah, do, like do the, you, they weren't thinking when they're typing the release notes and they just put M seventy five because they talk about M seventy five all the time and they're like, uh, oh well, well that's out there now. now, so now that you mention that, let's go a, back and check. Think, <laughs> it's been redacted. I think there's a very good chance that's what happened. Oh boy. So the, there's nothing about M's or R's in Chrome. No, so it's still there. Uh, but yeah, so maybe they're going to like officially start talking about it that yeah, way I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it stands for much 75 yeah i think mr is good but yeah there's some there's some cool new features uh the piggybacking off of the whole intel security debacles that have happened forever they another update for that um to mitigate the hyper threading issue securities they were having so i don't know if that means hyper threading is going to be enabled by default again or if they've just added some new security patches um, but they've updated uh, one of the big ones is third-party support for different file apps so from my understanding dropbox is not one of them but if you use a third party i, I don't know name one robbie i don't, I don't box. Use box box yeah, there you go there box you go. yeah i, I think i don't Ke use it but yeah kevin tofel actually posted on his his article that he had installed box but you can nest those 
using the f- Android. So yeah, once you install app. an Android app, they show up in your file manager, kind of right. like they do on, a, on an Android phone. So if I'm using, I think Dropbox works on an Android phone. Maybe not. I don't. I don't use any of them. I use Google Drive. But in general, like you, you install that app, and that's just part of the app right. has the right to be able to. Hey, I'm here also when you go to pick files. What I'm really hoping is, and I haven't gotten to test it yet. I haven't. And because I, I didn't want to test it on beta or dev in 75, I wanted to wait till stable came for this feature to be in, on a stable Chromebook and then test it. My hope is that if it doesn't work now, that they'll put it in place that you'll be able to install the Google Photos app on your Chromebook, the Android app. And now in your file picker, you'll have Google Photos there. So if you open an Android phone up and you go to, I don't know, you're doing whatever on it, and you say you're setting a profile in PUBG and go to pick a picture and you need to go for the, the, the file picker. Google Photos is one of the file locations. Yeah, it's basically, a it's mounted like everything else onto yeah. your onto your file picker. I want that on my Chromebook, which um, makes sense because they're, they're getting rid of it. Yeah, they're Google separating Drive. it from Google Drive because I mean it works fine in Google Drive, but it's buried and, and it's, confusing. It's, it's all so get out. confusing. So that would be great. That would be awesome. And I hope that I hope that I find that and that it becomes a thing, and then I can write an article and tell people about it because I. I go to photos.google.com and click <laughs> da, 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 download the thing. And then like, yeah. that's just like a normal workflow and it's fine. And you know, they've made Google photos a proper PWA on Chromebooks. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's full blown. Like if I click a link that opens a Google photo, it even pops up in the URL bar. Now, like open this with Chrome or open with Google photos. And I was like, I don't have Google photo. Oh wait, I do have it installed. Mom, you can't see my air quotes, mm-hmm. but it's installed. Um, and, you click it and it opens the PWA up and just it, it fully native. It feels like the app, but that part of a PWA, I don't believe there's any way that they could integrate that into your file picker at this point. I don't think PWAs have that ability. Yeah. So you'd have to install the, the Android version of it, unfortunately, which is kind of a bummer because right. the PWA is so stinking good. Right. Yeah. So yeah, um, some other new things in 75, uh, Linux can now access Android devices via USB, which is a big deal for developers, because they're pushing for developers to use Chrome OS with Android Studio and all that. They can now use their phones to debug and all that stuff. So that's a big deal. We knew it was coming, but it's, it's official. It's there now. Uh, one interesting thing, which we haven't seen, we don't even really know what it is, kid-friendly Google Assistant. So I'll let you you all just run with that because who knows what it is. Um, yeah, I, I, who knows? I, I, I yeah, don't feel like Google Assistant's not kid-friendly unless it, you can maybe set some parameters on what things it can't like search the internet for. Right. And maybe? that's my thoughts is because it references child accounts, which child accounts are secondary accounts on your Chrome device generally. Like if you have kids and you have family links set up, my thought is – assistance going to be restricted to whatever parameters you have set up for family links. So if I say my kid can't go to this site or that site or download this app or whatever, they, they can't ask the assistant to do that for them. So my guess is they're just corralling the assistant to, to fit inside a family link, but we're going to test it. I've got some, I've got some family link accounts. Yeah, This is when Gabe will just start installing and and try absolutely. (laughs) Which Chromebook are we going to break this week? Uh, this one I saw a couple weeks ago, but uh, pen support for printers, which that may sound really boring, but it's actually kind of exciting for the 
plain and simple fact that printing on Chrome OS has been so horrid for so many years. It's gotten a lot better over the past year. It's and so much better. Yeah, nobody oh really knows it. Uh, we just bought a new HP printer yesterday and set it up, and everything's so simple. But now they're actually doing pin support, so... Uh, you'll be able to go to your printer's interface and set up a PIN number, and then you just punch that in on your Chromebook, and it automatically... So, I mean, it's essentially just network access for a printer, but mm -hmm. that's a big deal because setting up Google Cloud Print can be a pain in the butt. Trying to set it up with the IP address can be a pain in the butt. Well, I wonder, too, if it, it helps secure... Um if you have a network that's not super secure and you have a printer on it, for instance, keep yes, randos from mm, printing stuff. And on that your is printer. actually <laughs> mentioned in the commit that the network printers and stuff can only be accessed by people with the pen. So right. yeah, that is another yeah. good point. But you know, secure your Wi-Fi and you don't have to worry about that. That's right. <laughs> Password one two three four. Yeah, <laughs> that's super secure, right? I make well, the, yeah, I make the P capitalized. Come on. Well, we had a. <laughs> At, at the co-working space, like it wasn't like some diehard password or anything, but like I don't think most people would guess that one. And I remember having a few people like print random stuff on our printers. Um, somebody printed like your your printer's open access or something like, and it printed yeah. out. Yeah. And so somebody walking by, I mean, we're we're a hot spot where we're the co-working spot for uh, Pokemon Go. So when that was a huge rage, there were a lot of people that were just around. Yeah. And probably looking for hot spots, and so. I, I still don't think they would have guessed our password, but so I, no, I don't know. But, but there, there's ways depending on the printer. If the IP address is visible on the no, network in any that's way, true. they can buy. Yeah, it's if there's a way, somebody's going to find it. So yeah. And and speaking of uh, this latest update to Chrome OS, Robbie, you were you and I were talking uh, just a minute ago about uh, the release notes getting a. We were talking about PWAs a second ago too. So right. release notes getting a kind of like PWA thing for. Uh, the release notes, so showing people what they can do with this latest version of, of Chrome OS. Yeah, so right now, uh, when when a new version of Chrome OS comes, um, you know, we we dig around and try to find as many things as we can. There are release notes in the Chrome releases blog, but they're mixed with you know the big points. But I, am I fair in probably saying thousands of other points? Depending like every bit of minutia. Yeah, sometimes I mean, it's. I will scroll Most, and like scroll and scroll things. and yeah. scroll and yeah. think surely I'm near the end and my my sidebars moved about a quarter of an inch. So yeah. yeah sometimes sometimes they're not much, especially if they're incremental or there's no new big features. But like the last major update, because it had all of those mitigations and security patches, pages. And so you see right. all of those in the release block. So for most people, you're not gonna you're not gonna look at that and be like, oh cool, I know what's new with Chrome OS now. Like it's overwhelming and it's it's time consuming and we we miss stuff in it you know we'll we'll be three weeks into a release and be like oh i didn't even is that new right that's a constant <laughs> thing hey is this new right because you have to thing? remember it also it's not just chrome os when chrome os updates it carries with it any new chrome browser updates right. as well so yeah so it's the entire chromium yeah. release you know so it's massive apparently they're going to be distilling this down there's a commit uh that says that they're making this a thing it'll be in the settings uh, likely in Chrome and Chrome OS. So you'll just go into your settings, you'll click, you know, what's new, basically, or something, I don't know, whatever. And there's almost like a, like a small PWA that is built just to kind of show you, hey, you just updated to Chrome OS, whatever, you know, 75. So it's not even, it's not in any Chrome builds yet. Uh, but you just updated, here's all the cool new stuff that you can do with the operating system. And hopefully they do a good job of distilling that down to, you know, what we try to get across. Right. Um, not that we're, we're going to stop talking about like, hey, Chrome OS 76 is here because 76 is going to be a big release. 
lots of new stuff coming for it. But, you know, we'll still look through that, but it'll be helpful for us too. Cause I mean, it's just Absolutely, time yeah. consuming and we miss stuff all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, everybody does. And it's just new stuff. And you're like, I don't even know if that's new. Like, so I'm not sure. So, so, so will this be like a guided tour type thing to be like, here's this thing. From right what now you can do. it doesn't look like it's it. Next. It, it just, just looks like, like a, a bullet point it's list. Been yeah. Turned into a PWA. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, if they would, if they would just make the Chrome releases blog a little more user friendly, like if you just, could go to it and you could read it, it would be fine for them just even just to link to there. But like I said, right now, when you click view that change log, whew, you better buckle in. You're going to be there for a while <laughs> yeah. and you're probably not going to understand 95% of what you're looking at because it's every little change. It's not just like, Oh, click this button and there's this new thing. It's all the code that goes right. behind it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, they need to clean that up for people. I mean, heck, every app you ever update, there's release notes. Here's what's new. It's nice to know what the heck's new yeah, exactly. in, in an app. And same thing with your operating system since we get an update every six weeks. Right. It's nice to know you what know, to look for. And they for. can add little features like, you know, this thing is new. And when you click that link, it takes you to whatever in yeah. the settings menu and yeah. all that. So, yeah. Yeah, this is good. This is good stuff. So, guys, let's talk through um, a couple of the new videos that we've put together uh, in the past week or two. And then we've got one other thing I want to talk talk about that, that Gabe just wrote about, which is uh, Prime Day getting announced. So, first up, videos. Um, we've, we've got a handful that we've just put out that we want to talk through. And for those of you that don't know, uh, we are multi-platforms. We've got this podcast. We've got our website, chromeinbox.com. And then we also have a YouTube channel. Everything actually started on YouTube. So Robbie yeah, was YouTube was the beginning. Robbie was filming uh, Chromebooks on his living room floor with nope. a Nexus kitchen, kitchen floor. Kitchen I'm sorry, floor, with, man. Had the wood a, with a ne- <laughs> the wood. I needed the wood background. Yeah, yeah. It was they were they were it, the the shot composition had to be perfect. I mean, it was great. Oh yeah, I tripod mean, legs tripod leg in, in it. My toes <laughs> came in there sometimes. Um, there's hey. one I recorded. I was watching back the other day, and I was looking at it, and I'm like why am I talking so quiet? And it hit me. I remember like my daughter was really young at the time and I think she was sick and she was at home and like my wife oh, was in bed. Great. And so I got up early to film thinking like, I'm going to do this real quick. And the next thing I know, I'm like, well, I don't want to wake them up. So the whole review is kind of like this. Oh my God. So I'm just like, yeah. And so, and so instead of having like the normal energy you have, well, I didn't have anything normal at that point in time, but you know, it was, it was, I just keep thinking of the SNL skit where they're talking and they're just like everything. Oh, it was, so, yeah, it was, it was definitely like that. Like that. Like, and I think yeah. I was a little sick too. Hey, so was, did you have a sweater on like a Jeez, cat sweater? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> primate, primate, primate. I probably had pajamas on, yeah, exactly. honestly. Prime example, hair, folks. Bad breath. That's right. Prime example. Just if if you are interested in doing something, just get out there and do it. Yep. Just do it. Some content, if it's not even great, is better than no content. So, that is true. Uh, so yeah, our YouTube channel. We've got a couple videos uh, on there. Uh, first one uh, that I want to talk about is the uh, 4K setup. How to set up 4K and how to use 4K monitors with your Chromebook. So something that we've had to test and had to jump through a bunch of ho- hoops to figure out. And this is what Robbie does. He tweaks and and uh, figures it out. So we made a little video about it. Uh, just give folks a quick little recap. Yeah, just uh, in in summary, we got uh, a monitor in to test from BenQ, and it's like kind of like their entry level 4K. It's got some other you know eye technology, yeah. like it's easy on your eyes. And B it can dot be, I is what they call yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, like whatever. Yeah. It's got a ton of settings. HDR. You can calibrate the heck out of it. HDR. Uh, it's it's very color accurate, all that kind of stuff. So we're like, Oh yeah, absolutely. We want to review it. I got it in and went to hook it up and 
it was just one thing after another. It was like, well, oh, well, that doesn't do that. Oh, well, this doesn't work like this. And it's all of these things that are specific to 4K because 4K monitors just present a bunch of new things that you got to deal with. Um, and that's not just with Chromebooks. It's with Windows. It's with Mac OS. So uh, we, we kind of talked through like, okay, from the start, you got a 4K monitor. Let's talk about what 4K is. Let's talk about what you like the pieces you need to make it work. Uh, the settings you'll need to use because it's not just as plug and play. Like you plug in a 1080p monitor, plug it in, walk away, you know, do your work. Um, even quad HD in general works just fine. Uh, but there's just something a little extra about 4k, uh, and, and for good reason. It's a lot of pixels. It's yeah. insanely high resolution. So there's just some stuff you need and you need to know in order to get uh, 4k working the way that you would expect it to work. And that's, right. that was the thing. Like I had this expectation drop the monitor in plug it in how, that's how Boom. chrome os works yeah, it's right? always it's always worked yeah. and i was like uh nope. what's wrong this with looks, this <laughs> this looks like hot garbage yeah, and so. it's funny i mean yeah i mean we had we had the, a similar issue on the macbook pro that i used to edit videos right similar issue i mean we plugged it in it was like trailing like crazy and it didn't look good and yeah, yeah. so it's so. just i don't know if there's a lot of things you need to know about yeah. 4k in general so that's a that's a video that um we've we've put together i think it'll It'll come out maybe this weekend. Uh, so if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, as soon as we put it out, last 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 couple of days of June, that video will get put out. Yeah. Yep. Um, so stay tuned for that one. Um, another one I want to talk about is the C-Type review. So this is um, our good friends over at Bridge have made the first ever dedicated Chrome OS keyboard. So this is your desktop, desktop class. Well, dedicated. Say, and, and Bluetooth. 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 That's the big, that's the big yeah. differentiator here is that... Uh, there are a couple Chromebook keyboards that are wireless. Mm -hmm. uh, one of Asus's Chromebox, they shipped, you could buy a package that had a mouse and a keyboard and their little Asus dongle, right. just like Logitech yeah, does. Just right. like it was already set up. You plug the right. dongle in and, and that feels like a Bluetooth keyboard that is not a Bluetooth keyboard because that won't hook to anything without that dongle. That means mm -hmm. it, it wirelessly. Still a great talking. setup though. Yeah, yeah. We've used it for years. It's it, was a, it was a great, nice little tight keyboard. It's very similar to the bridge keyboard, honestly, as yeah. far as the size and kind of the weight of it. It was, it was mostly plastic, I believe. Uh, but the idea is the same. Nice, yeah. tight little keyboard and a little mouse. But, you know, uh, we're getting to the point where they're finally working the kinks out with Bluetooth and Chromebooks. And honestly, it's just nice not to have, to have dongles plugged in. We have Bluetooth. Yeah. Let's make this thing work. Right. And so Bridge did an extraordinary job of building a keyboard that not only looks great, it's made of aluminum and just is awesome looking. Keyframe's good. Keyframe feels great. I mean, they, they told us that, you know, they had an, an idea with a, a keyframe that would have been like, ultra premium on it but it would have just drove the price up way too much so they wanted to keep it realistic mm -hmm. around 100 bucks you know and at that i mean it it feels as good as most keyboards i'm not going to put it up there with my vaunted pixelbook keyboard mm. it's not as good as that but it's it's pretty close uh and it, it i i've worked from it a lot like typing on it uh but the thing that they did that changed everything uh with bluetooth specifically on chromebooks is every command from the firmware gets passed key to key straight to Chrome OS, Chrome OS decides what to do with it. So that doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but huge. that is a huge deal because every Bluetooth accessory, every wireless accessory has firmware. That firmware takes all the junk that a device does and then spits some sort of command that can be in whatever language it wants to, to the operating system. Then the operating system might need an application or a set of commands to understand what that is, disseminate that, and then use it to do whatever it needs to do. Like that's a lot of crap when you're talking about a Bluetooth keyboard that when you're typing, you know, 60 to 90 words a second, you don't need it to be thinking about a lot of things. You need it to work. 
And so with, with Bluetooth and whatever it is that Bridge figured out to make this work, um, this thing behaves exactly as if you were to yank the keyboard off of your Chromebook and start typing on it. Like right. it's that like native. So to if, Chrome and, OS. and if there's and if there's new shortcuts or if there's new little commands you can do to do something, yeah, we don't have to worry boom, about. Oh, just going to work. Did they carry the drivers? Because remember the HP uh, 13 G1. I'll never forget that. Like I had my Logitech T650. Mm-hmm. And I'd used it with every Chromebook I'd ever had, and I got that one in for review, and I was so excited, and I yeah, plugged the thing in, and I hook go. it up to my monitor. I'm like, here we go, and pointing works and clicking works and that was it like no other gestures <laughs> yes. two finger stuff didn't work yeah. right click nothing nothing worked on it and i found out they just they hadn't brought the drivers along and at that point they weren't sure if they were going to keep moving right. the drivers along with with chrome os it's like they were like eh, they're not making mm-hmm. this thing anymore let's let's just do away with it enough people said oh we really want this and right. so they've they've brought it along but that's just kind of the that. niceness of their own hearts like right. sure. they could stop tomorrow Absolutely. and the T650's done the Apple Magic Trackpad 2 has all the drivers now but if something fundamentally changes they could choose not to and then that doesn't work either so we have now this keyboard and, and a promised trackpad that's going to be coming too that are made for Chrome OS they're Bluetooth, and they're made to work natively with the operating system, not in some like, oh, we got to carry drivers around. Nope. These things talk to it exactly as the hardware pieces would that are on the Chromebook. So, you're, you're, so it's, you're it's future, amazing. future-proofing yourself a little bit. Oh, 100%. One of these things. Uh, yeah, once their trackpad's out, that will be my well, you know, desktop and, and, and one use. thing, one thing I want to uh, debunk real quick. <laughs> we had some folks on social media. We put this out, and they were like, oh, well, they're not making the slate anymore, so why do we need this? Yeah. This is not for the slate. Right. This is not made for the slate. I mean, it works slate. with the slate. Sure. For my Chromebox, it's on my desk. Yeah, right. I mean, it's the that's Or the for best. anyone that wants a desk set up with their, with their Chromebook. Right, docking I mean, your Chromebook. Yeah, if you, you, you want to have yeah. a dock, I mean, we, we'll we talk about our, our little desk setup video we did here in a second, too. But, you know, if you want to have your, your computer up on a, a stand and a monitor and a keyboard and a trackpad, like, I mean, that's just, a you know, it's a, a, some nice accessories to have. And, and this isn't just for the tablet so um, another clarification robbie does not type 60 to 90 words a second oh it's sorry a minute. minute it's a minute <laughs> you don't know i don't <laughs> you're right i don't know i don't think he does a, there is a guy in our co-working space though that does, he does. he's a pro, uh, game programmer yeah. i'm pretty yeah. sure he does so so we love we love this keyboard this thing is awesome and 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 we love it so much that we are going to give away couple of these things uh two winners will be selected so enter to win on the review for the c-type if you head over to chromebox.com click on that review down at the bottom we've got a a little giveaway running right there i think we're going to end that on the third of july so if you're listening to this podcast when Mm -hmm. it comes out still got a little bit of uh time to enter to win Mm -hmm. and we'll put in the show notes i'll I'll make sure the the link i mean the the link for the review will yeah, be yeah. in like the other notes and stuff, but I'll make sure that it's giveaway. clear. Yeah. Uh, I'll put like in parentheses yeah. or something like this is the post you need to go to for that giveaway. Yeah. And we just, we just, we just love this keyboard and, and hope, uh, th- this is one of those giveaways. Like we were talking about this really, this is a giveaway that like I would want to win, you know, oh, like yeah, this 100%. is, I love doing giveaways that are for stuff that we genuinely love. So that's awesome. Check that out folks. Um, two other quick things. Uh, you mentioned the point two earlier. This is a sub $300 Chromebook. That for the price is is decent, but there's a catch. Sure, so. uh, and and you know the the comments on YouTube already on this video have been interesting. Um, <laughs> like, Don't read the comments, yeah, Robbie. Know. You know that <laughs> people people want like every uh, Chromebook to be under three hundred dollars or something. It's just not reality. It's not the case, and we talked about that earlier in this in this podcast. But with this particular Chromebook, yeah, the catch is it 
it's already two and a half years old, oh, technically. Yeah, yeah it's um, built off the same baseboard as the Acer R13. R13. Yeah, which is why it has a very that was interesting our second. Port. That was the second review we did right. that, uh, where Joe came on as videographer. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, ports goes, on that are interesting. Yeah, so it goes back <laughs> a little bit. Um, so the end of life is 2022, uh, I think yeah, is March, what I looked up. March, March 2022. March, so. so you're still going to get two and a half good years out of it. And if you wait around on Amazon, you can easily find it for about 250 260 It's 280 yesterday, I think, when I uh, published the article but it's going to fluctuate somewhere in that range. And for that, I'm testing right now the HP, the first AMD HP Chromebook and making myself use it. Performance hasn't been bad, um, but thing is all plastic. Every bit of it's plastic. Uh, the screen is horrendous. Um, it's easily the worst part of the device. I mean, it's just really, really bad. Uh, keyboard and trackpad are actually pretty good but you know it's got some sharp corners on it and like it just feels cheap i mean it, it feels like it costs i can, I can get it for like 230 bucks right now or something and so you know four gigs of ram 32 gigs of internal blah 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 mm-hmm. you know uh super not cheap touch screen, screen. Not no touch no screen touch either. screen on it either so i mean you take away all these things and you add in a low res so it's 1366 by 768 across 14 inches i mean there there's some definite knocks here and i'm telling you for 30 dollars more you upgrade to a 1080p screen you upgrade to an ips panel that is brighter and has better viewing angles you upgrade to a touch screen you update upgrade to almost all aluminum build you upgrade to a better keyboard you upgrade almost all, everything across the board for 30 bucks and mm-hmm. that's not a good deal yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So, uh, yeah, that that's kind of the way we took that that review. Just like going, you know, yeah, there's a catch, and it's only going to get updates guaranteed for two and a half years, right? From this point, I mean, that doesn't mean they won't. I'm gonna go and tell you, it probably means they probably, won't. Probably won't. Probably <laughs> but, won't. But, but I mean, on the flip side, we like have dozens like and dozens and here. dozens of people asking for this review, wanting to know about this device because it is a compelling device. Yeah. Especially when you look at the price tag. I mean, yeah. yeah. Some people are like, "Well, I can get a $250 Chromebook at Walmart from Acer." Great. Yeah, you can. It's all plastic, and it's got a 1366 TN, TN, TN panel. panel on yeah. It. I mean, I bought the the point two for this review, and and it's it's nice. I mean, it's it's at home on the end table. It looks nice. It's nice to work on. It's yeah, yeah. So good device, yeah. good device, good device. So uh, it is for, for the ha- for the haters out there. Yeah, <laughs> for the price, I mean, you're just getting a lot. They they packed a lot right. in. Yeah, and yeah. also neverwhere. I mean, when it dies, yeah. throw Boom. throw cloud ready on it, and you're good to go. Yeah, there we go. So one other one other quick video uh, that we've put out that I think uh, people might be interested in. We did a minimal clean efficient desk setup so for those of you out there that have a chromebook and you're like man i really want i really want that desk setup but i just don't even i don't even know what to get i don't even know what accessories i need i'm not sure how to set it all up we went through i mean we we went through the chair the desk everything and and kind of laid out this entire setup for you all and it, it, it was a fun video to work on. I mean, we got some, it, it was different than just filming a review or something. So it was, it was fun for me to, to film and edit. Um, but I think it's something that, that, that I think a lot of people could get use out of, even if you don't get the entire setup, if you don't go and buy all of that stuff, you might watch that and be like, oh man, I never thought about having, you know, a SSD, external SSD, you know, the, the SanDisk Extreme. Oh, I never thought about having one of those around you know, for the price. Cool. I might grab one of those instead right. of having to buy an extra, you know, a, a Chromebook with a, with a bigger hard drive, whatever. So, you know, there's some, there's some little pieces in there that, that, that people could maybe, uh, you know, pull from. Yeah. I think that's the point of those types of videos of just saying, Hey, here's an idea. You know, mm-hmm. here's a, here's a general idea for this. And people do desktop setups a lot and they're just, a lot of times they're just overboard. You know, you're looking at it you're like, no, I, 
most people are never going to go buy the stuff to put that desk together because it's here thousands and thousands they're, and thousands they're fun of to watch but oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> some of them are not realistic yeah if i could i would what's yeah. cool is what we put together i think is every bit of it's reasonable and for stuff you to we go use get. Like, this yeah is stuff i mean we use th- that setup's day. not far off from my normal desk setup i mean right. my i set mine up a little bit different and um then we had the video but in general like that this is yeah stuff that we actually do use right. on a daily basis and not just like ooh that looks pretty or right. you know here's wouldn't it be super, neat to have this $8000 yeah, set of speakers on your desk super expensive speakers that you have no use for right yeah so uh, so that was another that was another fun one so go check go check that out over on YouTube and i mean we link all this stuff on the website too so if anything just go over to Chrome box and and check out that so uh, last thing I want to talk about, uh, and again, we were we were not short today. This was not a short podcast. Told you, I'm redacted. Sorry. He 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 didn't say <laughs> it. Took that he back. didn't I say took it. it he took it back. Uh, so let's talk about Prime Day. And Gabe, you just put out an article talking about Prime Day and and maybe some uh, some tips, perhaps, or some yes. ways that you can you know best. Yeah, because, I mean, Day. Prime Day, everybody gets all excited about it, and they've officially announced it. It's actually two days this year, and I, I'm sure there will be tons of great deals, and you can get your $30 Instapot. We have one. It's awesome. But it's also a great day for people to go on there and buy a bunch of garbage they either don't need or they could have got cheaper somewhere else. So we've got an article on the site. It's got a few tips on, on what to look for if you're buying Chromebooks. We're not talking about buying Instapots and stuff. We're going we're gonna to stay in our lane, you know. But there, there's just some few things that you can do to make sure you're getting the best deal. Number one, do some price checking. It's not hard to look around, you know. They may mark a device up $200 and then mark it down $300 and you think you're getting a great deal and you could have drove down to Best Buy and got it for less. Uh, but there's a neat little uh, extension on there called Compass. I think their website is letscompass.com. I think you can double check the site. Don't don't go to that URL because I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, Compass, it's just a price comparison extension like Honey and Slice Watch, which is now debunked. But you just install that in Chrome and when you're looking at a at a product, it'll show you if there's a better deal somewhere else or other places you can get it. And then check other buyers. A lot of times, Amazon might run a deal for Prime Day, and there's another buyer right there below the de- or another seller below the description that has it cheaper because they're trying to make money too. And why not capitalize on Prime Day? It's a great day. So it's July 15th and 16th. Uh, you can check out the article on the site and, and see what, what all's going on. But if you have a question about a device or something, then you're not sure to shoot us an email. We'll, we're usually in front of a computer on prime day ch- looking for deals. So if we can, if we can help you out, we will. Yeah, absolutely. Hop in the comment section on that, on that article, any questions you might have. So folks, I think that's it for today. Um, again, not a, not a short one, but a good one, but a good one. Lots of good stuff. We had a lot of, we had a lot of things we, we needed to talk about. We always start Every with week. like we have one little thing. We were like we were like, hey, let's just talk real quickly about getting rid of NVMe storage. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you hear yep. us say, yeah, real quick, let's real quick, that's a lot. Real quick. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you all tuning in, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.